Hello, and welcome back to the Conscious Contact Podcast. My name is Janae Peavy, and I'm here with my co-host, Susan Sanders. And today, we're going to talk about our favorite thing in the world, which is books. <laughs> I hope everyone is as excited as we are. <laughs> and if you're not, sorry, we'll be back next week. Because <laughs> this is for us, and it's our podcast, and we can do what we want. And we love you still, but yeah. Well, I'm going to suggest that you stay because if you haven't found books you love, oh, yeah. keep trying. I have two reluctant readers as children. And when I married Paul, he hadn't read a book in ages. Mm, yeah. And now he is finding his niche. He's finding the genre, the delivery method, and yeah. he reads a ton. Like someone Aww. at work was like, oh my gosh, you've read so many books. And he talks to people about books. So oh, love there's that. a gateway for everyone. Maybe you'll find something um, that that uh, resonates with you. And then we also have a fun announcement at the end of the episode. So yeah. stick around for that. Mm-hmm. You start, book lady. I don't want to start because eventually it'll be over. Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, so we're, uh, this episode will come out January 8th. And so what we're talking about are the 2002 quarter four books. Yeah, I banged it when I came back in. Um, So we're talking about 2022 quarter four books and our our reading life for that. So the first thing, anything stand out for you about your quarter four reading Um, in in general? And we're going to, we've got a list. Let me say this while, while you're looking up books on Goodreads. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about some specific books, but I will link all of those up in the show notes. So you don't have to madly scribble these or drive into oncoming traffic if you're listening while you drive. Um, (laughs) so one of the things that really was exciting about my quarter four reading is related to Goodreads. They do giveaways on the regular for different books. Yeah. I've never won anything. I won two books in quarter four. I couldn't believe it. And it's so funny because I hear a lot of people like, does anyone ever win those? Yeah. Like I enter these all the time. Yeah. I never win. I won two advanced reader copies. So that was pretty exciting. And there's nothing better than going to the mailbox. And there is a book in the mail. Like amongst all the trash that comes in the mail. Yeah. Like, we don't even get bills in the mail anymore. So nine times out of ten, the mail never makes it into the house. Yeah. So it was super fun to to read some books. Um, And then probably, I'm sorry if I'm stealing your item, but we had the inaugural discussion for the Conscious Contact Book Club yeah. in the fourth quarter. So those yeah. were a couple of my highlights. No, we I agree. did um, the book Anger by Thich Nhat Hanh and um had a discussion about it read you know talked to people on social media about it and um it was really fun yeah. i've never been a part of a book club before well, and that is just mind blowing to me yeah mind blowing mind blowing most people don't believe me so yeah yeah i i believe you i'm just shocked i know um while i'm thinking if you'll uh adjust your mic just a little bit you just get comfy with it that way you're more just however you can get it so that you're talking into it more you might have to move your body rather than the mic. oh okay just as a heads up yeah yeah better there you go check check yeah okay um no i i think the book club was amazing i think it was great to get back 
um, because I kind of got back into a semi rhythm with reading during that period of time. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, nothing huge like here is what I felt in the last four months of the year (laughs) as far as reading goes, but it was nice to like have that come back in in a natural way and audible fired up again and yeah get into a normal reading rhythm yes yeah yeah because that's one thing where people say well how do you find time to read or (laughs) how how do you you read so much um and I think getting into a normal rhythm of it yeah and then you know I I think I've mentioned this before but you know I've got regular time blocked out where I read nonfiction, kind of self-help sort of thing but then I also have audiobooks that I do while we walk. And then I do a book on Kindle. So if I'm awake in the middle of the night, I can read. Yeah. Um, and then I keep a book just like on the coffee table. So if I just get sick of a TV show or I just want to <laughs> have silence mm-hmm. um, or I'm getting ready for bed, but it's too early to actually go to sleep because I'll be up in the middle of the night. You know, I just had kind of a downstairs book. So, you know, fitting reading into crack time, if you know you're going to wait, keep a book in your car. Yeah. There are lots of ways to fit it in. And it sounds like you found some different rhythms to your reading. Yeah. I mean, if I'm doing the dishes, if I'm cooking dinner, you know, I'll plug in an audio book. Yeah. 100%. If I'm waiting on something in the microwave, like there's time pockets everywhere that we normally probably spend scrolling on our phone Mm -hmm. and you could just read a book instead yeah. like it's it it is like a, you can just substitute it instead of creating a whole new habit like notice yeah. when you're doing that and be like wait a second where's that book at <laughs> right right yeah. yeah so what book well let's divide it into two categories so mm-hmm. books that you liked or loved yeah and then we'll talk about anything that we abandoned because I have I, and I don't want to talk shit about books so I'm not going to go into the titles of the books <laughs> that I've abandoned yeah um, I do mark them as abandoned on Goodreads, and we'll link to both of our Goodreads. But um, I just want to talk about maybe some categories or some things I was thinking yeah. about with abandoned books. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I will definitely link to titles of things that we linked and linked and loved that yeah. we liked and loved. So <laughs> anything um, for you? Yeah, I was loved? trying to look at my Goodreads and kind of scroll up to where this all began. Um, a certain hunger by chelsea g summers Mm -hmm. uh wow that was interesting i finished that it was an audiobook and i finished it in two days i had a lot of time Mm. on my hands um and it is like if you're under 18 don't go listen to this book um it is pretty graphic in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. um so sexually and gore wise it's a horror book Okay. Um, I don't want to say too much about it because it is just know that there's cannibalism and there's a lot of profanity and there's a lot of sexual <laughs> sexual situations. Um, it's it was really good. I was kind of taken aback by how much and I cuss. It's not like <laughs> you know a ton of profanity, but it is not used in like a overindulgent type of way. Yeah. It's intentional to the character. If I come across cannibals, I'm going to use some profanity. Right? Sometimes yeah. it's well, situationally no. appropriate. She is a cannibal. Oh, the one cussing okay. is the... Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And it is it is not like a normal cannibal book. It, it It's very, very interesting. Point of order. 
What's a normal cannibal book? <laughs> a cookbook? My, oh, yeah. No, my thought process for it would be exactly what you were thinking. Like, it's a person writing about a cannibal. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But this is from her perspective. And it's a her, first off. That doesn't happen right super often in the books that i'm reading science says most cannibals are males right yeah <laughs> so it's it is intriguing so serial mm. killer obviously you have to be a serial killer if you're a cannibal and you live in america like you know unless you're just a huh. one-off cannibal because okay. you're gonna have to kill that person to right. eat them most of the time she's not eating road roadkill of people that are dying or Unless anything it's that <laughs> book about the plane crash in the andes oh where they had to yeah eat some of the yeah so <laughs> any friends or, or or family that are listening, um, if I die and we're stuck in the Andes, it's totes my goats okay to eat me. <laughs> yeah, ditto. <laughs> yeah. Because I want to be like sprinkled in the garden anyway. So yeah. I always want to come back as food. That's <laughs> Ooh. Well, as you'd food. love this book then because she's a, a so food funny. reviewer. And that's, I really am going to listen to this, aren't I? And the language she uses to describe food in general, but uh-huh. then also the pairings that she's going into with this is, it is very, okay. it was very intriguing and it was, it was a good, good read. Well, Let's go back and forth. You do one. Yeah, we are totally are going to yeah. alternate back and forth because um, the first one on my list is called The Bullet That Missed. And it's part of the Thursday Murder Club, oh, which is... I've only read the first one, but I it, if you haven't read that, go, please, Lord. It's great. So the only <laughs> book that I can really follow cannibals swearing is with Thursday Murder Club yeah. because it is senior citizens <laughs> yes. solving murders it's from so a nursing good. home. They're so sweet. I want to cry. Oh, my God. <laughs> and when it comes time for me to find a nursing home, the mm-hmm. first question I'm going to ask is... Do y'all have a murder club? Yeah. There been any murders around town recently that you guys have investigated? No, I'm not interested in if there's murders. I'm interested if the nursing home has the club. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Because I want some 70 and 80-year-olds to solve murders with. Hell yeah. These are the sweetest books. They are. And I uh, did both of these on non-audio, so I don't know if the audio is good. I can't vouch for that. I, I read the original on audiobook, and it was great. Okay. Yeah. Do they alternate author or uh, narrators? I'm like, trying do they, do they to remember. Voices? It's accents, I think, for sure. I can't oh, remember I if it was it. different narrators, but yeah. Um. Now, this is the third one. Oh my so gosh. I did the first and I did the third. And just by the way my holds came in, I didn't want to wait until oh. the second one came. <laughs> gotcha, so it's gotcha. out of order. I think it would have been a greater experience if I did it in order, mm. but... I really enjoyed it. That's on my to-read list for sure. Yep. The bullet that missed. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. Oh, I love that. What's number two for you? Oh, gosh. If I had to pick number two. Um, I've got some. Okay. So this is like a, not a disclaimer or a trigger warning or anything. I don't even know how to put that. But like. Dude, this you is went a... to the cannibals with no trigger warning and now you're coming <laughs> in with a disclaimer. <laughs> what on earth is this going to be? I know, right? Um, Just this is a thoughtful place to pause and open your mind and be tolerant of people that might disagree with you or that might read things that you would never read. I think that that's kind of like a good you need broad. To just rip it off. What is the title? Oh, well, you're... Rip off the band-aid. This is to you, too. So, like, take a deep breath. Okay. Um, (laughs) Oh, this is going to be the Laura... Schlesinger? Schlesinger, yeah. So, Schlesinger. 
S-I-N-G-E-R. Yeah. Okay. And the title is rough. Uh, the Proper Care and Feeding of Husbands. Yep. So I'm not married yet. However, I've been with my partner for 10 years. And her language is very harsh. Um, I'm just going to say that. That is my criticism of the book. And I think everyone that liked the book still had that criticism. It is very harsh. She does not come from a loving place sometimes. Mm, mm -hmm. Um, And without getting into the weeds of what this book is too much, it is talking about basically how, and it kind of reminds me of AA a little bit, your shifting of your own viewpoint changes your life mm-hmm. and it affects those around you. Mm-hmm. So if you take it upon yourself to change how you are, how you act and react, you don't have to worry about controlling other people because most of the time, one, you're going to care less. Mm-hmm. And two, instinctively, as you better yourself, as you do those things for you, it infects people around you in a, in a wonderful way. And allows them to treat you differently because you are becoming a different person. So inherent in that. Yeah. Interesting. I know. I know. And and I can completely understand why people would be immediately turned off when they read like the synopsis and they're like, what the fuck? Why would you read that book? Well, and also just some of the things that she has said in general in the past. Yes. Um, but sometimes you have to focus on the message, not the messenger. A hundred percent. That's what I want to leave people with. If they're like, I don't want to read this book or if you're on the fence, I guess is a better way to put it. Mm-hmm. I love to read everything and almost especially things that I disagree with. I've read a lot of books that I just inherently do not believe the same as the author. And I mm-hmm. don't, I'm not going to, but I like to be challenged in that way. And I like to hear what's underneath that. Like the the driving motivation behind the mm-hmm. reason they believe the way they believe. The delivery can be off a lot of times for a lot of people, especially when you're passionate about something. We can forget to be kind or to present it in a way that is going to be, and not that everyone needs to do that, but for it to be more easily digestible mm-hmm. to a larger group of people. Right. But as someone who cares and I hope everyone does, who cares very deeply about the person I'm spending the rest of my life with. Making myself not so much of a bitch and a nag <laughs> is important for me. Yeah. Um, and some people, you might not be that type of person. I am. And I know that. And that's my knee-jerk reaction to most situations. And that makes me sick sometimes. And I don't want to be that human. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a carefree, happy-go-lucky dude. He doesn't notice it 97% of the time. But sometimes he's like, wow, that came out sideways. Jenna. Right. Like, are you all right? You're in a mood. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it is helpful for me because it sheds light on a lot of stuff that I can do behind the scenes to be a better, one, to be a better human, to be a better partner. Mm-hmm. And this is not like a, I don't use, I didn't use this book as a how-to. Mm-hmm. It is a opening my mind to like, if, if you are having issues with someone's reaction to you, you're the problem. Just broadly. And this is yeah. excluding abuse and those type of extreme situations. Of course. But if you are having continual arguments with someone about something or if you are co- constantly running into this thing, mm-hmm. whether or not they are a participant does not matter. You are the problem. You can be the solution. 
Right. You can be the alleviator for that situation. But it does take an extreme amount of effort on your part. Yeah. To change that in yourself. So it's. It and is a touchy book. Yeah. And that's the proper care and feeding of husbands. Yes. Okay. And it was written a while ago. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and she's written lots of other stuff that I was not, I didn't jam, jam, that jive did, with, jive with mm-hmm. as much. Um, but the message behind that in people, I think a lot of their criticism was her language and the, and the fact they felt that it was very anti-feminist. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel the, I've, I agree with the language part, but I feel the very much the opposite of her being an anti-feminist and mm-hmm. speaking about subservience to husbands because that's not what she's talking about in here at all. Right. It is actually, to me, it is actually very pro-women mm-hmm. being the head of the household. And she goes into the fact that we are. <laughs> Secret. If there's mm-hmm. any men listening, shut it off now. <laughs> Because of our innate ability to have emotions and to be emotional, mm-hmm. the more we cultivate either our control over that or the way that we express that, men, and I'm not simplifying men, but men are simpler than women when it comes to that process outwardly. And the more that you are able to see your own part in it, and recognize what you are bringing into that situation, whether it is baggage or an attitude or someone pissed you off at the grocery store and now you're coming into the house with that, the more that you're aware of that, the more that you are able to not smooth things over, but to live a less clashing life. Mm. Like the more, again, and this is just like a broader topic, the more control you have over yourself and your actions and reactions, not necessarily your first thought, because I don't, that is a knee jerk for well, your me. responses rather your than response. your reactions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. The second one on my list is Mad Honey by Jodi Pico. Yeah. And she is one of my favorite all time authors. And what really stood out for me for this book, she, it's a new release for hers this fall. And the previous two books that are slipping my mind right now, um, I had pre-ordered of hers and they came as hardbacks, which is no, that's like a huge investment for me to pre-order a hardback. Yeah. I rarely even buy books. Yeah. And I abandoned both. And I was so disappointed. My favorite Mm -hmm. author, I spent money and I pre-ordered and I abandoned them. And when this one came out, I was like, girl, do not let this be a third strike. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't. It was really good. <laughs> and it was classic Jody Pico with a twist in it and a twist I didn't see coming, but I should have if I was paying attention. So it was one of those that I think well, maybe I'll go reread it, which Ooh. I also rarely reread. So um I definitely endor- endorse it, and that's Mad Honey by Jody Pico. I've never read anything by her, so I'm... She's great. That's interesting. Yeah. I keep getting recommended to read her, and then I just never... my The to-read list issue. Yes. Like, oh, I'd rather read about cannibals or <laughs> <laughs> about making my life better. Yeah. She's got a very <laughs> extensive backlist, so it's also great to go... Like, if you're looking for something that is available at the library now, yeah. um, she's a good Should author because it's... Yeah. Yeah. I gotta add that. Add that to my list. Yeah. What's number three for you? I'll take a break and do something chill. Um, Well, I've I've only got two more. So if you're swinging for the fences, let her rip. Oh, I've only got two more. So um, All Good People Here Mm -hmm. by Ashley Flowers. And she is one half of the Crime Junkie podcast. 
Um, and I was initially like kind of worried if someone's not an author and then they come out with a book. Mm. It it someone's first book is very like a I'm taking a risk on this type of vibe. Sure. And she obviously has a true crime podcast. The book is about not a true crime, but is a fiction book about crime. And you love crime junkies. Yes. I love yeah. that. Um, the co-host to that, not Ashley, but I, and her name is slipping my mind. I'm so sorry, but her co-host is one of us. And it is, and she's not out. just a podcaster, she's but <laughs> out as a person in recovery. hundred percent. Yeah. No, she, they made a whole episode about it, which is huge. Cause mm-hmm. I think they are the second most popular true crime podcast period. Number one was my favorite murder. Mm-hmm. If I'm, if I'm remembering that correctly, it's either Crime Junkie or My Favorite Murder. But that's okay. Yeah. Yes. Back to the book, though. I got yeah. us off topic. All yes. good people here. Yes, yes, yes. All good people here. Um, about a small town where crime happens, you know, classic setup. It's told from multiple different viewpoints, um, mm-hmm. back and forth in time from when the crime happened to present day. It was very good. I quite enjoyed it. And it was different accents and different narrators. There's three different female narrators. Mm. Ashley Flowers is one of them, but she's only at the very end, which I think is commendable for her. Interesting. Yeah. Being a podcaster, not narrating it. Yes. Yeah. 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 It, It was lovely. It was an easy read and it was very twisty. And every time I thought I knew who it was, I would go back and forth in my brain because they did mm-hmm. a f- misdirection is wonderful in this. And yeah. I quite uh, applaud that. I love, a, a, what is it called? A unreliable narrator. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's great. It yep. was great. Um, well, this is in my TBR stack too. So I'm going to have to reshuffle it and bring that to the top. Yes. If I had the physical version, I'd toss it at you right now. <laughs> but I I did listen to it because the the three different narrators definitely piqued my interest. Yeah. yeah, it was it was really good. It was a fun Fun, easy book. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, mm, I was going to say this is a fun, easy book, but so the book is called Nothing to See Here by Kevin Wilson, and this is a recent five-star read. So those of you that subscribe to the Sustainable Sue Book Club, or excuse me, Bookmobile, you've already heard about this. So the Bookmobile is where I send... Um, reviews of my five-star books yeah and and I'll put a link to that in the show notes I get those emails by the way yeah (laughs) so you know all about this one but it is easy breezy in terms of like it starts out fun and the people in it are fun and it's quirky and silly but the message behind it Mm. is what really brought it around to me like I almost started tearing up as I was listening to the audiobook like what in the world And it just, um, being the stepmother in a blended family, especially the way I was trying to find my path into being a parent Mm. is what I think really touched my heart in this. So I just love, you know, a quirky book that also has emotion, but not in like a, a cheesy, you know, way. Um, it had a predictable ending, which usually makes me want to throw books. Yeah. But I still, like, I loved it enough that the predictable ending still made me give it five stars. So Big deal. um, Yeah. The gist of it is the children catch on fire. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) And not in a way like the children die because they caught on fire, but they just spontaneously combust. Like fire starter type of vibes. But they're but, but they, they are, are the, the ones on yeah. fire. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of reminds me of um, 
seems like that would have been written by Chuck Flan- Flanick. What is his last name? The Fight Club and Lullaby. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. It seems like an idea that he would have thrown onto a page. I love that kind of stuff that's kind of really left of center and yeah. wildly uh, fantastical, but not sci-fi. Yeah. Yes. That is the way to describe it. Because yeah. I was like, is that my... Am I on board with this? <laughs> and it came out several years ago, and that's why I didn't pick it up. Ah, yeah, yeah. And because people who had, who I really follow them closely in their taste in books hated this. Ooh. Yeah, and it's not a spoiler about the, I mean, it's like the first couple chapters, Kids Catch, kids catch on Fire, <laughs> that's Chaos how it's and set Sues. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that is Nothing to See Here by Kevin Wilson. Have you read any of Chuck? I can't say his last name. Not that I know of. Um, I wrote it down to look it up. Yeah. I've seen the movie Fight Club. Yeah. That was my least favorite, least imaginative okay. of any of his stuff. His stuff is off the wall. Like, right. think Stephen King, but for, like, combustible children. Okay. It. I would recommend Lullaby, I think, is probably my favorite one. Okay. That was really good. Um, And Choke, which is also a movie, but not as well done. So I would read the okay. book instead. Yeah. Excellent. This is also a good discussion for us to have because we're recording it before Christmas and Paul and I are going up to um, visit my dad. So we have 24 hours in the car. Yeah. Oh, girl. Yeah. Yeah. And we both (laughs) listen to books on like 2.2 speed. Yeah. So we can get through several books on the way up and back. Oh, that's going to be awesome. We need a debrief after that, too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, All right. What's your last book you want to toss out? My last one is, again... Just listen to the message, you know. I know, I know. <laughs> I know. It doesn't happen often, but I was just on a kick, man. You know, I was a little hesitant to bring up kids catching on fire, but we've done cannibals. Yeah. And proper care and feeding your husbands. Yeah. Bring it. What's your fourth? Yeah, one? right. Um, this is "Let Me Be a Woman" by Elizabeth Elliot, and again, this is a this is self help to me. And so it's nonfiction. It's nonfiction. Mm-hmm. And she talks about how being a woman is different than being a man. Hence, like, the title. Mm-hmm. And she is Christian, so she talks about it from that viewpoint. So I disconnect a little bit with it there. So it's very, it is very biblical in the way that she's speaking of it. But the, again, the undercurrent message is a lot of, and again, it's kind of like the last one. A lot of people feel like this is anti-feminist, but. To me, it is propping up women and showing them how special they are because they are a woman Mm. and how that gives you particular things that you are, you can, women can do whatever they want. However, you are particularly more gifted in certain areas Mm -hmm. and using that to your advantage in your life. Yeah. And and there are some books in the business world that talk about like women need to act more like men no, in they order to get don't. ahead. And that yes. makes me crazy. Same. Same. We I, are on the same page with that. I want to use my strengths. A hundred percent. And that right. is a lot of what this book's, book mm-hmm. talks about. And yeah, that is that is the big thing here for me is instead of trying to overcome a patriarchy by being more like the men Mm -hmm. 
if we lean more into our femininity and and I'm not talking about like wearing a dress and putting on makeup, that is the, not the core of femininity. Right. Like, but lest like, anyone be confused. The strength of collaboration and yes, bringing being a woman. Collaborative. Yes. I just used the same word twice, but go ahead. No, I know 100% what you mean. Your inherent nature as a woman, mm-hmm. using that as your advantage because it is because men don't have that particular skill set as much as women do right why not bring that to the table and use that because it can be a force for good you don't have to ignore right you being a woman i think that's so detrimental right so yeah that's a lot of of what this talks about and it just it it put a reframing in my mind that i it's already been there and stewing and like all of that but Mm -hmm. that permission to be a woman and to not have to show up and be a man to win or to right. be accepted or to whatever. I can be right. a woman and that is inherently in my nature. First off, it's going to be easier than trying mm-hmm. to fight against it and be a man. Yes. It's going to be better for my emotions because I'm not hiding and shoving and bottling and pushing everything away. And it's going to cross come across more authentic, 100%. which is going to attract more people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was really good. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, my last book is called the measure and the gist of the measure is, um, everyone at the same time in the whole entire world. So a little suspension of belief, sci-fi flavor. Yeah. Everybody in the whole world gets a box with a string in it and chaos ensues because it turns out the length of the string is the length of your life. (laughs) And at first I was like, oh, well, I would want to know. And then it follows along like all these people that agree. And then I was, as I'm reading these, I'm like, oh, well, never mind. I definitely don't want to know. I wouldn't even open the box. (laughs) But then you read about all these people that didn't want to know and or didn't open the box. And their, their stories are interwoven and it's parallel timelines and timelines that start to intersect not timelines but a life people that intersect storylines that intersect that's right up my alley yeah I I want you to read it and then I want to have a conversation of would you want to know or not I think that would be a great podcast episode I, I think so too yeah but I think I need to write out all my reasons why. <laughs> I'm going to really have to prepare for this. And pro- and I think I will end up rereading this one, too. That's really cool. Um, it reminds me of um, how intrigued I was by the gift. Yes. <laughs> Would you do it? <laughs> yeah. I. Um, anyway, I, I, I really enjoyed that book. And I also enjoy books that just generally I'm thinking about later. And I'm clearly yeah. still thinking about this. Yeah. Like when I go pick up an Amazon package, is there going to be a box with a string in it? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> I hope not. Oh, shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so those are the books that we liked and we loved in quarter four. And those will be linked in the show notes. And we want to transition to books we abandon or things that didn't work for our reading life. And like I said at the top, I'm not going to give names and authors of books I didn't finish. Okay. You certainly can. But <laughs> no, as, a, right. as a budding author, I would feel terrible if someone talked shit about my book on yeah. a podcast. Well, I mean, that is whatever. your, it's your own personal, it didn't hit with you 
doesn't mean that it's not going to hit with a shit ton of other people. That is exactly the vibe I get as I'm looking at, you know, some of the notes that I have here about books that I DNF'd, did not finish. Yeah. Because they're not bad books. They're just not for me. Yeah. And they might be just not for you right now. Or they might be, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. This year, um, and I don't remember it was quarter four. One of them for sure was his poetry. I keep going back to poetry and trying different poets and different like styles of poetry. Mm-hmm. It's just not my jam. I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, me either. And I may not. I may quit trying. I think I'm done. I've been done since AP English in high school. Like I just it doesn't do it for me. I don't get the vapors. I don't feel anything yeah, from that. Yeah, I don't feel swoony. No. I feel more swoony from some nonfiction than I do about poetry. Yeah, I feel swoony <laughs> about, like, the most random stuff. Thursday Murder Club. I mean, right. like, I yeah. would rather I would rather listen to that author in the way that they write um, yep. than poetry. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a good place to stop and talk a little bit about our sponsors today. So we talk a lot about recovery and living a recovered life on this podcast. And if you are one of us and you're looking for a way to better organize your recovery life, I was in the same boat. I searched Google and Etsy and found lots of awesome planners that had great quotes and pretty layouts but nothing that had the true reminders of what I needed to do every day to continue on my recovery journey. So I made one. Renew Planner is a physical paper planner. No distractions from an app on your phone that you can easily close and then scroll on Instagram. It makes you be in the moment with, again, all those gentle reminders for all the things that help us to continue to live an organized, recovered life. Head on over to RenewPlanner.com and use the code PODCAST10 for $10 off your first planner. Hey, it's Susan, and I love the conversations Janae and I have each week talking about authentic connection, and it's very closely linked to what we talk about over at Sustainable Sue, which is where I help people create a life they don't need to escape by making small, sustainable adjustments to what they already are doing in life. So over there, we have a weekly essay about all these kinds of topics. And if you'd like that delivered to your email, just come to sustainablesue.com slash join. I... And this is not a hard and fast rule, but it's something that I'm noticing. I don't think I want to listen to memoirs read by the author anymore on audiobook. <gasps> really? Yeah. This is one of my favorite things ever. And again, it's it's not 100%. Like, there's some that I've enjoyed. But I think I need to read it instead of listen to it on audiobook. Uh-huh. And I am going to mention one specifically just because I would love – I want to read this book – But I'm just not jamming with listening to the author read it. Okay. I want you to say who this is. And we're going to do one, two, three, say it. Say the author's name. Okay. (laughs) I had to check. My brain was farting. Because I wonder if the only reason I got through this book is because because he narrated it. Maybe. Okay. Okay, So we're going to go one, two, three, and then say the author's name. Ready? One, two, three. Matthew McConaughey. No. (laughs) Matthew McConaughey. (gasps) 
That is, he's another one. Yeah. I would listen to Matthew McConaughey read the phone book. My other issue Green is. Green lights. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? I know. He has rambled about some shit for he's about 20 ramb- minutes. And that might be the other thing. I love him. His and book he is, is a hippy great. dippy. Mm-hmm. He is a rambler. And that's cool. I just no, don't. It's not. I don't have the time for that right now to listen to. You know what his book, and we're talking about Green Lights, right? Yeah. Green Lights is the only acceptable, Green Lights is my acceptable version of ASMR. <laughs> I can't stand <laughs> ASMR, but his his yeah. Texas accent is very soothing to me. Yes. So yeah. sometimes I would just like intake the syllables. And this is the I'm other issue. I'm just taking in the syllables. I'm listening to it. On a higher speed. No, I took yeah. it all the way back to 1.0. This is my other mm-hmm. problem. And I haven't tried that yet because, again, I started realizing what this book was going to be. And I was like, I don't have time because he's a slow talker also. Y- yes. And I'm like, I I love this. I love the idea of this. Yep. However, right now and in this format, I can't. <laughs> yes. Once the, the holiday music gets put away, bring yes. this out as, yes. a, as an album rather than a book. Yes. Uh, that is where my brain went with mm-hmm. it. Sorry if you can hear my cat screaming. I can hear her starting right now. She's fine. She just, <laughs> I, I don't know what she, she's scared. Everyone has disappeared from the earth and she's never going to eat again. Yeah. Well, I thought she was calling to me. <laughs> she probably is too. She's like, you're in there. I know you can pet me. I can smell you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Um, I know. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I hope people can hear your cat. Uh, poor your baby. Name, Lona. Lona. Yeah. Because she hates being Alona. Hence. Yeah. That's okay. It's also a name of a scientist from Star Wars, but okay. we won't get into that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, The second DNF I had, and I think I'm going to just accept that I am old enough to not in- connect with books mm-hmm. that have drama from my <sighs> 20s. Yes. Because I there there's one book from this particular the author is Colleen Hoover. And I'm going to say it because one of her you need to zoom in on your eye roll. If you if you're not watching this, you should. Because we're not going to narrate. I, my think, I think you might have been able to pick up on the eye roll and audio. It was oh, that visceral. Oh, lordy. But the, the book Verity by Colleen Hoover was a five-star amazing. I, I made my husband listen to it. Yeah. We, we sat in the car at Thanksgiving before going in so he could finish it. Yeah. It reminded me of Rebecca a lot I, if you've read Rebecca. I abandoned Rebecca. Uh, Verity is one of my favorite books, top 10 favorite books ever. And I cannot read other Colleen Hoover books, but I realized it's because I am so glad not to be in my 20s anymore. And if you're in your 20s, hang in there, y'all. It is going to be okay. Yeah. It'll be fine. Just find a soft place to live out your 20s. (laughs) Don't post everything on social media. (laughs) Right. And the thing is, is that those books are just not for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think I really would have loved him when I was in my 20s. Oh, yeah, I would have, too. I yeah. just need to let go and move on. Me, too. Not And stop trying to get them to be Verity because they're not. They're not. And I realized that I was lucky I realized that very quickly. And I had a lot of people that I talked to about it, too. And they were like, I agree. Okay. Yeah, they gave me that soft landing of, like, you're not crazy. 
you're right. not not trying hard enough or something like right. yeah and now that i have the thursday murder club oh, i will read yeah. that instead of the books about the people in their 20s yes agreed ditto ditto yeah <laughs> um if you um can't stomach rebecca the book there are two movie versions oh and they're lovely there's one on Netflix. It's pretty Dang. recent. I think it came out in 2020 or 2019. I looked at that and I was like, well, I didn't like the book. Do I want to spend the time? If you like Verity, I think that you would enjoy it. I mean, even okay. if it's on in the background, if you're crafting or something. Right. I mean, it is. And it's kind of, I mean, Rebecca is. I can't remember if it is Agatha Christie or if it's just Agatha Christie-esque. Uh-huh. Um, it's lovely. It, it reminds me a lot of Verity. All right. So we're going to make this super meta. And while I'm doing the show notes for this episode, I'm going to watch Rebecca on Netflix. Ooh. And so I can put my response in the I like it. in the um, Instagram post for this episode. Yes. I will yes. put. So come find us on Instagram and, and see what I thought of Rebecca. Yes. On Netflix. I love that. Um, I also back to the peer pressure thing. I am going to let go of the fact that just because someone else loved it, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, just because everybody else loved it, I don't <laughs> have to. Yeah. There were, I'm trying to see if I wrote down the number. Um, I have a lot oh, of those. I, I don't know how many it was, but I think it was probably four or five books just in the fourth quarter mm. that are on the year end books of people loved that I either had three stars or I abandoned. Yeah. Which means yeah. meh on my my list. If it was abandoned, yeah. I was ready to throw it. Yeah. But if it was three stars, it was very meh to me. Yeah. And there's one that I believe it's the Goodreads pick of book of the year. Oh, my gosh. Right. What which one is, is voted. Which is voted. I do want to know what that one is, just in case I've read uh, it. Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. No, I, I, I think it's Gabrielle Zevin. I really enjoyed it until a certain part of it. And then I was like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of those like that, too, that a lot of people really loved. And I'm like, wait a second. Right. And then I keep waiting for it to, like, go back to being good. And then I'm like, oh, darn. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a bummer. Broad genre for me um, is stereotypical self-help, self-improvement. I'm done. Yes. I it doesn't do anything for me. Um mm-hmm. and we were kind of talking before the podcast like I would rather read a memoir of someone who struggled like with drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. rather than Quitlet. Cuz What is Quitlet? So books about people that talk about how they stopped drinking that is not based in any kind of program. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Dude, that's some bullshit. For, oh, and again, I love y'all. And if that worked for you, awesome. I know. I'm Judgy McJudgerson over I'm here. I'm a but... real alcoholic, so it didn't work for me. Yeah. I've been there, done that, and I've tried all of the things that they talk about and how easy it was for them to do. Uh-huh. And they can call themselves whatever they want. But for me, as an a real true blue five-star alcoholic (laughs) that didn't work for me it was never going to um so Mm. it just doesn't do anything for me yeah and i and again it's the message and i love the message and a lot of that gives people permission to stop drinking you know and shows them a path and maybe they're just hard drinkers or binge or whatever Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. but for me it's not for me and like things like atomic habits things like the five, four, three, two, one, blast off. 
Lady, things like Solve for Happy. I think those are all wonderful books. Mm -hmm. I think that they're glorious. The message is there. I am lucky. I am blessed beyond blessed, not to sound, you know, too cheesy, to be an alcoholic and have a program that does all of that for me already. Mm -hmm. I have a basis and a book to go to that gives me all of the things that are in the message of all of these books. Right. Um, so it sounds yeah. like it's more, you, you want to try to avoid the, the cotton candy version of recovery and self-help. A hundred percent. Yeah. And they're, yep. and again, they're lovely. And I love the idea of them. And then at the same time, I'm like, I have a more hardcore version of this over here that I know works for me. Mm-hmm. This is not adding to my knowledge of that. Mm-hmm. And then I just stop reading them. Right. And again, they're lo- I don't know, they're well written and they're lovely. And I recommend right. them to people who aren't one of us. Yep. Because I think that people need something. And mm-hmm. if you're not one of us, you don't get to have this particular program, you know? Yeah. And a lot of people need it, but they might not have the same issue as us. Yeah. So these are lovely help meets to those those type of people. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Um I had four of these, but I combined two of them into a previous one. I'm talking about the backlist from a favorite author. So uh, back to the idea of what we talked about with Jodi Pico. Yeah. You know, she can be my favorite author and yeah. I don't have to love her backlist. Yes. I'm just going to like, yeah. oh, it doesn't mean she's not one of my favorite authors anymore. Yeah. I you... just don't love those. And same yeah. thing with Frederick Bachman. There were a couple that I was like, dude, is this your new way of writing? I don't love this. <laughs> yeah. But then he came back with another one in the quarter four. You know, we, if, if these, it, it's hard to write a book. And so they're not all going Ugh. to be yeah monsters yeah. or connect with me or yeah. maybe people that read the books that connected with me didn't land for them mm-hmm. and vice versa. So yeah. that is what I want to get across that there's something out there for everyone. A hundred percent. If you haven't found the book that lands with you, keep trying, which is why yeah. we link to all these books yeah clearly we have quite a variety a hundred percent yeah um so check check out those books yes agreed intended go to your library (laughs) please go to your library and you can check them out online and you can check out audiobooks online from your library at the in the libby app um so it's accessible to everyone all you need is a photo id so yeah To get your library card. To get your library card, Mm -hmm. then you put that number in in Libby. Yep. Yep. Very good. Any other thoughts about books you loved or liked or things you abandoned? Um, Because then I've got one more question for you about um, reading. The only thing that I wanted to touch on um, is what are you currently reading? And are you about to abandon it or do you feel like you're going to finish it? Good question. Um, Because I've got my in-process yeah, and I'm looking these up on Goodreads because I I generally have four books going at once, like we've talked about. Uh-huh. So on my Kindle, I have a book by Mary Morantz called Slow Growth Equals Strong Roots. True that. Yep, which goes right along with what I teach about small, sustainable changes. Mm-hmm. And then I am listening to Drinking, A Love Story by Caroline Knapp. And her recovery story, I'm only about a quarter in, but... It is a lot like mine. Oh, um, I didn't have a lot of external consequences. Mm-hmm. Uh, my marriage stayed intact. I had a great job. I didn't cause my husband to lose custody of the kids. Yeah. I didn't have a DUI. So 
when I quit drinking, people couldn't figure out why. Like, well, no, really, what happened? There has to be something oh, that happened. Like an emotional why are bankruptcy. You here? Right. <laughs> um, I didn't want to live anymore. I don't know. <laughs> well, well, not even that. Like, I wasn't suicidal. Mm. So it just things really, really, really sucked. But yeah. why isn't that enough? Right. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> so I, I'm really enjoying reading or listening to her book. Um, the next is a nonfiction book called Home. Un- Home by Another Way, Notes from the Caribbean. And this is along the same lines of the last episode we recorded about rest. Because he talks Mm. about like island time and having to wait for an hour for the chef to come to work so they could have the dinner that they ordered. Why people lust after vacation so much when you could cultivate that in your day-to-day life. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And then um, my downstairs book that I read before going to bed to read my Kindle book is <laughs> Naked by David Sedaris. And I just oh, love a book of essays. Him. Yeah. Um, because it's something easy to pick up. It's not like yeah. pick up and put down. You know, if I'm halfway through one of the essays and yeah. time for bed, you know, I, I He's can great. Off. Love him. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to abandon any of them. I think nice. I'm going to get to the end of all of them. Nice. Yeah. What about you? What do you have currently going? I'm in the middle. I'm trying to decide if I'm abandoning it abandoning it or not. I'll think I am, and then I'll listen to a little more, and then it'll pull mm. me back in a little bit. Um, White Horse by Erica Wirth. Mm, um, it is about a Native American woman who receives a bracelet that was her mother's, and it starts making her have visions and seeing her mother and her mother disappeared under mysterious circumstances and they've assumed she's dead and maybe she isn't Uh um so it's got a lot of really cool native american language Mm. culture um like talismans and it it is really intriguing from that aspect Mm -hmm. and she could probably be one of us so there's that (laughs) element as well and she's a hot fucking mess um and you you get this hint that there's something nefarious that might have happened with her friend um that she talks about like in the past there's a little bit of flashback it's very interesting yeah but at the same time sometimes i'm just bored of like Mm. this is a lot of exposition on something that isn't very interesting and it kind of is like something crazy is happening with the bracelet thing and the vision thing. And then we jump over here to um, like regular time and she's talking about it to someone and then somehow time jumps, but we don't reference to that. Oh. And it's like the next day kind of, but uh-huh. we don't, she doesn't talk about it. It's just, and then right. I'm drinking here and trying to pick up this guy and then we move on to another vision and the, yeah, it's disorienting and not in like a purposeful. Right. Uh, way mm-hmm. but i like it so i don't, right. know. <laughs> I don't know yeah this is, disorientation can be a good plot yes tool yes but when it's not it's mm-hmm. disorienting yeah yeah god i'm funny on this one <laughs> you are <laughs> um all right so let's look to the future quarter one of 23 what are you looking forward to in your reading life and there's one correct answer would you like to tell me what it is <laughs> <laughs> the book club yes. <laughs> that is what we're both looking forward to in q1 yeah. tell us about that so without giving their book away this is just a teaser everybody i'm not gonna lie i don't even know what book we picked <laughs> good good <laughs> don't remember 
yay it'll be a surprise for everyone who it's gonna be a shock to me when it like legitimately i don't remember and everyone it was janae's idea i i'm sure it was i'm (laughs) sure it was oh my god you'll have to tell me after we're done recording so we have a book club and we had a discussion um, in October about our previous book, which is Anger by Thich Nhat Hanh. I think we picked a fiction instead of a nonfiction. Correct. So if you were not a nonfiction fan, jump on board with this one. It's going to be amazing because I picked it. <laughs> For sure. Oh, my God. For sure. But, yeah, we have a hashtag. I'm pretty sure it is hashtag CC book club or is hashtag conscious contact book club. Damn it, I can't remember. Or CC Podcast Book Club. Something. We'll put it in the show notes. And if you follow us on Instagram, it'll be all over this episode tag. Um, Yeah. So you can use that so you can share on your stories or a post. If you're reading along with us, we'd love to see that. Um, We'd love to reshare that with your permission. Because this, this is part of making this more of a conversation. It already is, even if we're not, you know, speaking directly with you. But we want to be able to have this kind of light discussion while we're reading and then we'll have like a big zoom call and I'll talk about and break down this book mm-hmm. and our thoughts. And it was awesome when we did it with anger and that's really heavy. Yeah. And I think it's going to be like really high energy for a fiction book. Yeah. yeah. Good. Now, if you want to be the one of the first people to hear about it, go to consciouscontactpodcast.com and sign up for the book club. You'll, yes. you'll see a link there. Um, those are the people that are going to hear first. Well, besides Janae, once we stop recording today, (laughs) the the people that are signed up for the book club are going to hear first what the pick is. Yeah. So head over and sign up and you'll get that sent to your email probably sometime in January and you'll get the date for the discussion. You can put that on your calendar and that will be over zoom, but we'd love to have you in the discussion. And even if you are, um, a reluctant reader and you just want to hear how book discussions go and hang out with other readers and hope it will rub off on you. We'd love to have um, people, if you intend to read the book and don't get a chance to, we'd love to have you along as well. Yes. Or if you read it and don't finish it, that's fine too. Exactly. Like we, we just want to have a big group of people who have reading as an intention period. Yes. Cultivating that. And I mean, we can just hang out too. Like we're going to talk about the book and then we can just bullshit if we want to, you know, or talk about what we're reading besides the book that we just read. Or you can help us pick the next one. So if you're like, I've hated both of your choices, come to the book club so you can actually talk to those people. Yes. Like if you're like, I didn't connect with either one of these, I didn't want to read them. Come Mm -hmm. please and tell us what you want to read. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I'm going to, anything else about reading before I swing us into our joy for the week? Because, of course, I'm connecting it to books. Um, I have been invited and I accepted an invitation to join a local writers group. Yeah. And um, these are all folks that have writing aspirations. Some are books and some are not. There's a a singer-songwriter in the group and the vibe of everyone's different projects coming together is is really cool. And part of that, we have committed to each other to um, a daily journaling practice. Yeah. Now, daily is loose, right? We do the best we can. Yeah. But it's interesting how the energy of the group, the daily journaling, and this isn't necessarily about journaling what I want to write about. This is Mm. general journaling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
it has really shaken loose some things that are filling some major holes in the book proposal that I'm working on. Ooh. So it's it's really neat how being around like-minded people, like you're saying, you know, the just being with other book intentions people yeah. is fueling that, you know, being around other writing intentioned intentioned people is fueling my writing and it's it's the purpose, right? That's why yeah. we're doing the group. Yeah. But it's neat to see it come to fruition for me. And then when we, you know, meet each week, hearing how that's going for other people. So. Oh, that's awesome. Super cool. That's so exciting. I run a timeline to books too. Um, Cause I've, that is a lot of presence for different people. I felt very lucky this year that I was able to uh, gift a lot of books to mm -hmm. people. Um, my sister and my, um, I don't know how she would be related to me. Luke's niece. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, that isn't your niece. Anyway. No. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I've got some some books and whether they like them or not, it doesn't matter. Because, uh, again, it's about the intention. And if they don't like them, I'll take them back and read them myself. That's fine. Um, but or they can give them to a free little library yes. and someone else can love them. Yes. And the ones to my my sister, I am excited because they're ones that I like. We kind of talked about like, let's just give each other the books that we liked. Oh, that's yeah. cool. So I picked some that are kind of coinciding with her, what she likes, which we're definitely related because uh, it's very similar. Um, so I, I can't wait to, to hear her thoughts. And she just turned 18 the other day and I'm like, oh my God. Oh, that's cool. Um, so it's, it, that is cool. Sharing that you know, with people mm -hmm. and knowing that other people read and I can buy books for them because it, it just doesn't happen very often, Susan. Yes. <laughs> and that's just really cool. It's fun. Love it. Yeah. yeah. I gifted some books this year too. Oh, you're, you're right. Your joy is my joy too. Yes. And I got a book from Susan and I'm very excited to read it. Good. <laughs> let me know when you do. We'll, we'll talk about that one too. Yes. Um, all right. Well, let us know about your thoughts for your quarter four reading or just any thoughts in general in the post for this this episode you can find me this is susan speaking i'm at susan under sustain jesus pete <laughs> my handle on instagram is sustainable underscore sue or you can come to sustainablesue.com. yes and i am at janae pv and if you want to see this and you're only hearing it you can go to youtube.com slash at conscious contact podcast and that handle at starting with the at is the same for our instagram as well so yeah, let us know your thoughts.